Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the Heartland area. This is the place for information, resources, and advocacy for all things franchising around this area, and for entrepreneurs who are looking to learn more about the franchising industry. So, one of the biggest impediments to going into business, to making that leap into business, or for a, sp- a spouse joining you with that leap into business, is health insurance, right? It's a reality. It's a legitimate reason to consider whether or not now is the right time to get into business for yourself because health insurance ain't cheap and it's important for everybody involved. So we know it's a big impediment. Let's talk a little bit about what are some of the solutions? How do people do it? How do people get into business for themselves uh, with that impediment of health insurance in their way? There are great solutions. That's the good news. There are viable health care coverages that A, don't have to break the bank, and B, can be just as comprehensive as the coverages that you have now working for the man. The downside is, well, how do you find all this information? How do you bird dog it? And then how do you validate that it's legitimate health coverage, set a budget, et cetera, et cetera? That's the better news. There are people, there is a profession that focuses specifically on this, helping people who need health insurance for themselves. It can be more than just what you hear about on TV in regards to the ACA, the Affordable Care Act coverage. And the best news I have for you today is our guest is one of those professionals who's been at it just as long as anybody else in this field. Mark Schlange is the founder and owner of Marketplace Nebraska, a company that does exactly what we're talking about here, finding health insurance coverage. Thank you very much for joining us today, Mark. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate you being here, a topic that everybody has questions about, and I certainly have my list of questions here, so you'll see me referencing it. Sure. But let me start with, how did you get in? What's your background, and what led you to get into this niche? So I've been involved in the um, health insurance industry for over 35 years, and I started out working in a home office and kind of did the claims and underwriting, and and uh, my wife at the time was in uh, life insurance sales, and... Mm-hmm. and um, you know, you meet people, and, and uh, they seem to make a pretty good living. I'm thinking, God, these guys can make a good living at that. I could probably be better than them. So, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of got tired of working for somebody. Um, like a lot of your people that are in the franchise, I just didn't want that 8 to 5 job anymore. I didn't want someone telling me what to do, when I could go, when I could leave, all that kind of stuff. And decided, why not venture out and, and get it on my own and, and be an entrepreneur? And that's what I did. Is I got my licenses and, and uh, studied and uh, got my feedback wet in the business. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Sounds pretty familiar probably to a lot of us who are involved sure. in this podcast. Sure. So to get specific here real quick, um, if we had to choose your vocation or your niche from a drop-down menu, what's the category of business that you're in? Strictly health insurance. That's all I do right now. Health insurance gotcha. for either individuals or small businesses. And then you mentioned some training certifications for somebody to do what you do effectively. What kind of training, certifications, licensing? Well, they they have to be licensed, obviously, with the state. And then they have to go through a certification uh, with each carrier that they're going to write business with. And if they do anything on the Affordable Care Act, they have to be licensed by the government to do that. But outside of that, when I started my business, I got four professional designations, and, and two of them related to health are a registered health underwriter and a registered uh, employee benefit consultant. So 
Uh, I just hmm. felt that if I was going to be involved in an industry, I better know everything about that industry. And that was how I learned was through uh, classes and designations. So you get a ton of acronyms behind your name, right? A, a few, yes. You, do you need the back of the business card <laughs> no, just to list? Them? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> I might go for one more, but not right now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I guess suffice it to say that you know a little bit about what you're doing. I do, huh? I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's reassuring. Um, how do you make money doing what you do? So the services that I offer are free. I don't charge a consulting fee, even though I could if I wanted to, because I do okay. have a consultant's license. But usually we get compensated by the carriers. Okay. And, and so um, the price that you pay for um, insurance is the price that you pay, whether you research it on your own or went with somebody like myself, uh, you're going to pay the same amount. So a lot of people like the service that I provide that if they have questions or concerns that they call me, not the company or the government to try to figure it out. They call me and if they need certain documentations, they call me. So I really developed that one-on-one relationship with them that they feel like they didn't buy a policy and they're out on a raft all by themselves, that I'm there to act on their behalf specifically in regards to health insurance. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, the experience, right? How, how do you actually help somebody? Somebody calls you tomorrow and says, Mark, uh, I'm going out on my own, or I'm thinking about going out on my own. 2022 is the year that yeah. I'm going to do it. And I understand that you can help me with some options. You know, people typically will have the option if they're coming from work of COBRA. They probably know that the ACA, Affordable Care Act coverage, is out there. Where do you begin? How do you help determine what coverages would be applicable to a particular person or couple? I think with with any sales process, you start asking questions. Mm -hmm. You know, you find out a little bit of information about them, um, how they use their health care in the past. Um, Are there any conditions that they're concerned about at the present time? Are there any medications that they're concerned about? Um, Making sure that they're covered. And start asking the questions and then try to steer them with responses into a direction that I think might be good for them. And, and so it's, it's just like um, creating a treatment plan that a doctor would do by understanding what your condition is, what are your issues, your problems that you're having, and then coming up with a couple of solutions that I think will take care of that problem. Gotcha. And then, so what does the menu look like? I mean, what are the different <laughs> options? That- so, you know, when the Affordable Care Act passed, it changed the whole landscape of health insurance altogether. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies got out of the individual health insurance, like Blue Cross United Healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so... And stuck only with group insurance, like group. for a large and, and some of them have gotten involved in, in some individual insurance, but it's called short-term policies, which are okay, but they're not anywhere near a comparison to what people are used to with their employer, okay. uh, but they had. But, um, so it's an ever-changing landscape. And mm-hmm. obviously, when you have a new administration in, it, it can make changes all the time, too. Um, I will say, though, at this point in time, this last year, they made some significant changes on the Affordable Care Act where they eliminated the income threshold to qualify for a subsidy. Right. And that was a huge game changer um, in the marketplace because of the fact that now people had a real alternative to COBRA because the advantage of COBRA was that you could have guaranteed issue coverage and it would cover pre-existing for a period of 18 months or however long the event was that you had. And that was the attraction of COBRA. Well, the Affordable Care Act changed all that. Mm-hmm. And to give you an idea, um, 
a lot of people that I think are thinking about retiring is are maybe in their early 60s, maybe late 50s or something yeah. like that. So you take a couple, husband and wife, their kids are out, and they're both 61. And uh, let's say their modified adjusted gross income for the year is going to be $150,000. Mm-hmm. Well, they can still qualify for a subsidy of over $1,200 a month that they can use to pay for their health insurance. A subsidy through the Affordable Care Act. Correct. And the plan is going to look and feel and taste just like their plan that they have at work. And given the coverage and the safety net that they're looking for as they venture out into a new business, that if something happens, they have very good comprehensive coverage. But there, you know, you can, you can, it's all income based. So there's a lot of people that I write where they maybe pay zero premium. What? Exactly. So we did some uh, 58, a couple 58. They were making about 50,000 and they can get a plan for zero premium. The subsidy covers the premium in full. So it's all modified adjusted gross income. So as a person starts out their business, obviously they're reinvesting a lot into that business. And so yeah. their income is very low that first couple years. And so because of that, it could be very attractive to have a health plan that where they pay very little because of the income is low. As their business grows and they expand and, and hire employees, then we can look at other options to provide insurance where their income maybe is a lot higher than it was when they first started out. But I think it's important for someone that's starting a business is that we, we need to look at things of how we can keep this business thriving and not be, you know, pinned down with a certain expense that, that we could use in another area to help us grow our business. You're really a, you're a trusted advisor I am. for future business owners. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the whole purpose of, of I, I don't just, my business model is I don't just sell you a policy just to sell you a policy. I want to develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people want a relationship of someone that they can trust and depend upon and grows with them as their business grows to be very vocal and blunt and reality check um, because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for an honest person. They're looking for experience and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you go to a doctor, you don't want a doctor that necessarily just got out of, out of med school and you're having heart surgery. You want someone that's been doing this for a long period of time and <laughs> is skilled and and has got a great track record, you know. And, and that's where I am is that I bring the experience and expertise uh, to the market to help them. And, and as their needs change, we evaluate this periodically. Uh, I may recommend something different down the road uh, yeah. for them than what they maybe had right now. So if somebody's coming to you to say, and again, I'm using the context of they're starting a business and that's why they're looking for insurance. There's other reasons, but obviously that's the pertinent context for this podcast. If they're coming to you and um, interested in understanding what their options are, what should they plan to come prepared with to a conversation with you? They just just need to... um understand what their health history is and, and, and have an okay. understanding of what they're looking for. Do they want something where um, it, they go to the doctor a lot that they want to co-pay or do they mm-hmm. want to take advantage of tax advantages where they can pay for their care with pre-tax dollars? That's a pretty good start. And then it's about the health history and, and then it's about um, what they consider their modified adjusted gross income is going to be. Right. Cause it's always a future figure. So, for 2022, we're estimating what 
they're going to make in 2022. And then when they do the taxes in 2023, the government will look back upon what they actually made and adjust the subsidy that they earn one way or another. Mm-hmm. The game changer is that it used to be that if you went above that income threshold, you had to pay that whole subsidy back. Yeah. You don't do that this year. It, it's changed and changed it tremendously is that they would adjust it, but you don't have to pay back that entire subsidy, which is a huge, huge game changer uh, for those that are thinking about going out on their own. A lot less risky. Yes. Yes. You said this year, pardon my ignorance, that mean 21 or does that mean 22 or both? <laughs> both. Okay. So yeah. that so It started that- in 21 and 22 and it's supposed to go on from that point on. Uh, government has to fund it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen a That's program okay. that they, they didn't. Money. <laughs> I've never seen a program that they implemented that they didn't find a way to fund it ongoing. Right. Um, and and that's the whole issue is that I I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I I don't. Mm-hmm. I can I can assume I don't see this ACA ever going away. Yeah. Because we've got two more carriers in the marketplace, which means that carriers are thinking that we have stability. And so instead of getting out, there's more coming into the marketplace. So I don't ever see it going away. Um, but what I, what, I, what I see it is, is that it, it's, it gives individuals that are tired of working that job, mm-hmm. want to enjoy life and do something new. You know, there's something exciting about starting a new career um, that can bring a lot of excitement and energy and enthusiasm because you're working for yourself. But again, the concern for a lot of these people is how am I going to, how am I going to pay for health insurance? Because if I take Cobra out and it's 16, $1,800 or 2000, Holy smokes. I can't afford that. Right. That's, that's not jump change. Yeah. And, and so that's what I, what I do is I try to fit, I try to match product to the person's need. But also, like I said, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I can guarantee you that, Whatever happens, I'll have a solution because of my expertise and knowledge and my ability to have connections throughout the country that that I know what's working in other areas. I have plans that have zero deductible. Everything is a copay. And they're guaranteed issue plans. Just depends on what the priority is for that individual or couple. Correct. But I'm always going to have options. Okay. So you've never really sat down with somebody and said there aren't any options for you right now? No, no. That's good to know. But I, I, I try to get a good understanding of where they are up front because I don't, I don't want to overwhelm them with stuff, you know. I'll, I'll make the <laughs> Wait, decision. health insurance is overwhelming? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I'll aware the, of that. <laughs> if somebody wants a spreadsheet of 30 different options, that's not me. You know, I'll come and give you a couple of different options based upon our discussion of what I think is going to be best in your needs. Because if you give them too many choices, they can't make a decision. Gotcha. And I don't think it's fair on them either to overcloud the situation and make it more complicated. People want, people want to know if I get sick, what am I going to pay out of pocket expense? Mm-hmm. How is this going to work? Yeah. And then they trust me. If there's no trust, then we shouldn't be doing business together, quite honestly. Yeah. My personal philosophy is I'm not going to try to oversell you with a bunch of stuff that I personally don't think that maybe you need at the time. Gotcha. Because again, people starting out a business, the first five years are the crucial part of that business. Amen. And I don't want to strap them to the fact that they can't make it after a year because it didn't, I didn't do a service to them and I don't have a client going forward. But if I treat them right and, and we talk and evaluate every year, they're going to make it that five-year point that we then have that great relationship that lasts on for a long period of time. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Security for you. So. Well, and security for them. Mm. Well, they grow absolutely. their business. Yeah. They make it, you make it. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned some. You mentioned several things, so I wanted to go back to it in regards to uh, new things, new changes. We're, we're sitting here um, near the tail end of the big rush of open enrollment, right for Correct. this for this calendar year. Anything else new or changed that you think would be important about Affordable Care Act coverage uh, coming into the next calendar year that you think people should know? No, just just the fact that the income restrictions have been eliminated and also Mm -hmm. the fact that they wouldn't have to pay the whole subsidy. They just adjusted accordingly. Yeah. That you pay the subsidy that you should have based upon the income that you were receiving. There's no penalties. Um, that's probably the biggest thing on the Affordable Care Act, other than the fact that we now have four carriers in Nebraska, which to me means stability. Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? it I mean, is. th- these are people that are saying this is here to stay, and we feel comfortable writing in this environment, writing insurance policies in this exactly. environment. Exactly. If a company's willing to invest millions of dollars to come into a new state, mm-hmm. that says a lot right there, that they actuarially think that they can make it in this business. Yeah, yeah. They they got a few more of those actuaries than we do. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. something to be said for that, yeah. right? I don't hang around with actuaries, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> insert your favorite actuarial joke. Yeah. Uh, we're we've coming up on the end here, but a question that I wanted to make sure to get in was, when should somebody come talk to you? So, it, back to our hypothetical of somebody that's saying you know what, it's time for me to do my own thing and I'm going to need my own health insurance to achieve that, or I think I am. Right. Is there such a thing as too soon or what, what does the timeline look like so that they should start speaking to you when? I, I, I think there is no timeline. I think if somebody is thinking down the road that they want to make a transition, I think we need to have that discussion up front. Naturally, things can change, but I want them to know what their options are at that time. So then they can make an informed decision if mm-hmm. we want to proceed further on this part. Um, I think with any succession, if you're doing a succession planning or whatever, those things, those things start planning years ahead yeah. of when you want to incur. And I think it's the same way. If you want to make a transition, at least get some information to see what your options are as you then look at options of where you want to transition to. And it could be it could be quick too. I had a gentleman this last week that, you know, they um, it was a union job and they changed his hours and he's older and he can't do the physical work anymore and his mm-hmm. hours were going to go from forty to sixty hours. And he said, "I'm done with this. I can't physically do this anymore." But he was concerned about health insurance and we got him a great plan. He's got some other things on the side and it was work. And so he made that decision quick. Nice. Yeah, I bet you they are happy about that. So how do people get it? You can look to our viewers now if you like to. How do people get a hold of you? To learn so more about this? Marketplace Nebraska, um, it's the name of my company and the name of my website, marketplacenebraska.com. Uh, located here in Omaha, I'm local, and, um, and I would love to have the opportunity to sit down and at least start a discussion, whether um, we can be of some service for you and help you to make your dreams a reality. I think it comes to a point in time that people eventually want to live the life that they want, not necessarily the life that they have to because of a job. I don't even it's, want to make a closing line after that. That's like the you know, closing so, line. So I like to episode. think that we can help you make your dreams reality, and that's Marketplace Nebraska. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. And for your wisdom, the price is right because there's no charge to the person that's looking for the insurance, just to reinforce that at the end there. Correct. Mark Schlange, founder and owner of Marketplace Nebraska, thank you so much today for coming on and helping us learn more about health insurance options for small business owners. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. 
We appreciate all of you joining us again for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Thank you all very much, and we look forward to seeing you again soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. A Huda Media Production.